Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership, where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. I'm your host, Brina Morales. Today is Friday, July 28th, and we're talking about three big economic events that happened this week and what they mean for Houston's economy. Partnership Chief Economist Patrick Jankowski has been busy this week with all the new data. Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Uh, Brenda, thanks for having me on. I mean, it's, it's I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's Friday and I've got a little time off, so I hope to maybe watch a little baseball. <laughs> I agree. I'm totally ready for the weekend. So let's start with the latest number release, the U.S. GDP. What did the report from the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis show? Good stuff. Very good stuff. Good. <laughs> let, let, let me, let me uh, you know, GDP, it's the broadest measure of the health of the economy, the broadest measure of economic growth. Think about it. The U.S. has over a thousand industries, over 160 million jobs. There are all sorts of things you can look at. You can look at financial markets. You can look at oil prices. You can uh, unemployment claims, home sales. It, it gets kind of confusing, and that's one reason why GDP is such a good number. You know, we talked about. I'm going to watch the Astros this weekend. Are you a baseball fan? I love the Astros because I'm from Houston, but I know nothing about baseball. Okay, well, think about it. when you when you look at the scoreboard. When you look at a baseball scoreboard, it is clouded with numbers you look at you, a player mm-hmm. comes up to bat you see his, his weight his height his runs batted in his average you can look and see uh who's pitching there's just so much data it's almost impossible to understand you know what you need to pay attention to in the baseball mm-hmm. game except for that one column that has the r the r stands for runs i mean if you don't understand any other data out there you look at the r for the number of runs meaning are we winning or are we losing <laughs> that's kind of what gdp is it's like that number, are we winning or are we losing? And mm-hmm. and the number comes in, it takes all that data aggregates together and tells us you know, whether we're winning the economics game and, and, and we are winning. I mean, real GDP, real gross domestic product came in at 2.4% in the second quarter. That's really pretty good. That's up from where we were in the first quarter. The first quarter, we were at 2.0%. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and so, you know, it tells me we're nowhere near recession. Even mm-hmm. after the Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 11 times since March of 2022, this is proving to be a very resilient economy. I mean, kind of put that 2.4% of perspective. If mm-hmm. you look at the average growth between the end of the Great Recession and the beginning of the COVID recession, the economy grew 2.3% on average. So we're growing at 2.4%. So we're pretty much growing the rate we were growing prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it it shows just nice strength in the economy. Perfect. I think that's what people want to hear. Can I add just a little bit more? Yeah. You know, if you look at the GDP is made up of all sorts of stuff, but when you look at the numbers, it told us that consumer spending has increased. Hmm. It told us is that that wonky category, only economists would like a number like a term like this, non-residential fixed investment. Okay. Let me, let me simplify that. It's (laughs) buildings, it's equipment, it's intellectual property. We saw that driving GDP growth. We saw state and local government spending Mm -hmm. picking up a little bit that supported GDP growth. Uh, So we're, we're seeing just nice growth pretty much across the economy. So, you know, it was offset a little bit by a decrease in exports and maybe a little bit of a decrease in, in housing construction. Mm-hmm. But overall, based on the GDP numbers that were released by the Bureau of Economic Analysis this week, the economy is really doing pretty well. That's good. All right. So let's shift gears. You mentioned interest rates. So the Federal Reserve raised them again, the highest level in 22 years. 
So we know the goal is to lower inflation. So what are the big takeaways from their recent Federal Reserve meeting? Yes, we've, the Fed has raised interest rates 11 times since March of 2022. You're right, the highest they've been in the last 22 years. Uh, it, one thing that means the Fed's not happy with inflation. They still want to see inflation uh, decline some more. The, the, the headline number we had for inflation, the 12 months of June was 3.0%. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Fed likes to look something, they, they, they like to drill down beyond that. If you want to look at core inflation, mm -hmm. uh, and core is when you take out food and energy and look at how everything else is rising, that's been at a rate of about 4.8%. Now, you know, you ask me, why are we going to take out food and energy? Well, it tends to be very volatile. Food mm -hmm. prices can be affected by things like weather or geopolitics, but housing or apparel or automobile sales, those tend to reflect more underlying dynamics, what's going on in the economy. Mm -hmm. so, so pretty much... When the Fed said they're raising interest rates, it says they're still not happy with where inflation is, says they've not given up on inflation, but also there's a more subtle message in there. And, and that subtle message is the Fed still sees strength in the economy. Mm -hmm. If they thought the economy was sliding into, I'm going to use that R word, <laughs> they thought the economy was sliding into recession, they might back off somewhat. Mm -hmm. And that's been the concern among many economists that the Fed was going to raise interest rates so high that it stifles economic growth and not only stifles economic growth, but puts us into recession. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the unemployment rate, 3.6%. We're adding uh, 200,000 or more jobs a month for, for the U.S. Uh, initial claims for unemployment insurance have ticked up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But overall, the economy is doing pretty well. It's uh, We might need to throw out some of our old economic models. Our mm -hmm. old economic models said that uh, you could not bring down inflation without sending unemployment up. Uh, mm. really high, but that's mm -hmm. not the case. That's not the case at all. So uh, kind of tickles me. I mean, if you <laughs> can read, read between what the Fed has admitted, you know, as recently as the spring, you know, the Fed's got, got a thousand economists out there <laughs> looking at data, and they thought that the U.S. was inevitable. Uh -huh. It was going to go into yeah. recession. Latest reports, they say the Fed's economists are saying, you know something, maybe we can bypass this. Maybe we will get the soft landing. So mm -hmm. all the news which came out of the Fed now, yes, they raise interest rates, but they raise interest rates because they don't see us sliding into recession. They raise interest rates because they're not happy with inflation, but still, they are still seeing some growth and some strength in the economy. Mm -hmm. And I know you mentioned the Federal Reserve's economists. They're seeing what you were seeing last gosh, year. Gosh, <laughs> Our I, forecasting. I, I wish, God, I should have taken some bets. God, I, I could be <laughs> such a rich man right now. If you go back to some of the presentations I was making at the partnership, some of the webinars I was doing in the spring of 2022, mm -hmm. I was pretty much coming out and saying I thought that we could avoid a recession. Mm -hmm. I thought there was too pent, too much pent-up demand and the labor market was going to be too tight. Mm -hmm. and, and gosh, you know, at some point we will have a recession. Mm -hmm. I, back then I was saying we, we probably have 18 months we can get by without a recession. Here we are 18 months later and we're still not in so, one. We're still good to go. Yes. All right, Patrick, before we continue, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our Bayou Business Download sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for making today's podcast possible. Learn more about Fifth Third Bank and the services they provide at 53.com. That's the numbers, 53.com. All right, Patrick, so we've talked about GDP, interest rates, now onto the third report. The IMF, International Monetary Funds. International Monetary, yeah, it's, it's not the Impossible Mission Force, <laughs> although I did see that movie last week. So uh, <laughs> no, it's the IMF, International Monetary Fund. They released a report on Tuesday. On Tuesday. 
Another positive report, would you say? Yeah, it's their, their baseline forecast. Uh, they're forecasting global growth uh, to be this year about 3% globally. Mm -hmm. While that's down from what we occur, what occurred globally last year, they actually revised their forecast up. Mm -hmm. They actually said they thought that uh, the global economy is performing better than they originally thought. Mm -hmm. uh, they very publicly said that the COVID health crisis is over. Mm -hmm. Supply chain disruptions seem to have been worked out. Uh, the economic activity seems to be resilient. Energy and food prices have come down. The, the March banking turmoil seems to be contained. And their baseline forecast is for the global economy to grow and grow a little bit faster than they thought back in April. Hmm. And so what else does it tell you when it comes to any other challenges? They do kind of break it down and think we're going to have some slower growth in some of the more advanced economies. They are showing a recession in Germany. Uh, and they're going to see stronger growth in some of the emerging economies or the developing economies. The only economies that they saw that might struggle would be those that are, are more dependent upon commodities. You know, they acknowledge that the higher interest rates are going to put some pressure on markets that, you know, consumer spending may start to, to wind down a little bit. Uh, the recovery in China has been a little bit tepid, mm -hmm. uh, but they still see the economy growing. And it looks like the central banks for the U.S. and these other countries are, are starting to get their, their inflation policies in line. And, you know, it's a, once again, a soft landing for the global economy as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do all three of these reports mean for Houston's economy? Uh, the money question, the payoff. It means good things for Houston. I mean, Houston, yes, energy is important, but what's more important is the health of the global economy. And what's more important is the health of the U.S. economy. If the U.S. economy is growing, and if the global economy is growing, Houston's mm -hmm. economy will continue to grow. Because one, we can't, I'm, and I'm a proud Texan, but I'll, <laughs> I'll acknowledge it. Yes, Texas is part of the U.S. <laughs> and so if the U.S. does well, Texas will do, do well. And if Texas does well, Houston does well. And, but mm -hmm. we're also, Houston sells an awful lot of stuff overseas, whether it's oil field equipment, engineering service, software development. So if the global economy is going, growing, that means the markets that we sell into are growing. So it just means good things for Houston. You know, I've been saying for quite a while that I thought we could avoid a recession this year. Mm -hmm. And I feel even more comfortable saying that now after looking at the reports that I've seen this, this last this week. week. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. And is there anything else you want to add, Patrick? I want to introduce a new word. I want us to stop talking about using the R word recession. I want us to use <laughs> a new word. I want us to use the, an R word that, that's resilient. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think that's what we've seen is just how resilient the U.S. economy has been and, and, and how resilient Houston's economy has been. So if someone talks to you about recession, say, no, let's talk about resilience. I mean, because that's the name of the game. We've just definitely proven our resilience. And uh, I'm real happy with the way things have turned out over the last 18 months. I love that. I absolutely love that. All right, Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Brina, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know next week. Uh, whether my team won or not. Of course, you know, I'm a native Houstonian, so you know who my team is. <laughs> All right, Patrick. And that's it for this episode of Bayou Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. There you will also find links to recent data and news updates and learn how you can get more involved in the partnerships work to make a difference in Houston. A special thanks again to our sponsor, Fifth Third Bank, for helping make this podcast possible. And thanks again to you for listening to Buy a Business Download.